drop the ego, drop all expectations, never compare yourself to anyone. Like, don't ever do that because you'll either feel shitty about it or you're like, why would I run? I can't even make it to a mile. Um, just think about your own process um, and just take it in bite sizes. Like if you're not getting out at all, go out one day a week and go for like 10 minutes. If you can't do 10 minutes, do four minutes walk and then do another four minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on an expert who can help us reach our inner potential. Today's guest is a six-time marathon runner with a personal best of two hours and 31 minutes. For some perspective, that is five minute and 45, excuse me, five minutes and 45 second minute per mile pace. And an absolute savage when I think about that number out loud. He just completed the New York City Half Marathon this past Sunday, March 20th, and completed it in one hour, 13 minutes, and 55 seconds. Once again, five minutes, 34 second pace. Still unbelievable. He is a running coach through V.02 and has been helping me train for the Boston Marathon coming up. He's also a model for Will Menina. Today on the podcast, the one and only Tom Black, baby. How we doing, Thanks baby? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Bobby. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be here. Happy to chat. Dude, you're a savage when I look at those pacings. (laughs) It took me a little while to say it out loud for some reason, but you are cooking out there, man. It's unbelievable the pace you're putting up. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, it's been, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like, you know, five, six years that just, that stuff piles on and you just get distracted by the day to day and you surprise yourself down the road. So. Yeah, it, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited to have you today, here today because I found you through TikTok, started following you on IG, and then at that point, I was, I think I was already training for my second marathon when I, maybe even training for my first, and TikTok was feeding me your content, and uh, I just been a fan of just like the energy and the passion you have for the sport, and also like everything you do when you're not running, which is like promoting health and wellness. And before I even started working with you, I was, I knew I was like. This is a guy I got to get on the podcast at some point. I just don't know when. And so when then I, we started working together, I then reached out. I'm like, yo, sh- I want to do a podcast with you. You want to talk about timing. I did not do this intentionally. This podcast comes out the day of the Boston Marathon. Let's go. So Let's go. I knew when I, after I locked this in the scheduling, I was looking at like the next couple of weeks of like podcast rollout and when this one's coming out. And I was like, this is literally dropping on the day of Perfect. the marathon. So I was like, I love it. This is like exactly what needed I, to happen. I might be there on the sidelines cheering you on. <laughs> Why don't you hop in and run it with me? I know you, <laughs> I know you can put up the pace. Honestly, I would love to. Uh, this is great, man. So tell me, why does Tom Black run? Why do you run? Wow. Um, I mean, there's a short version and a long version of this. Um, we could talk to like how I got into it or like why I still do it. Um, I guess like what kind of just like the brief thing, like what got me hooked is just, um, kind of what we're all after is just like being better versions of ourselves. And I kind of like used running to help me get there physically, mentally, um, energy community, like all that stuff. It just kind of kept giving me positive feedback into my life and so that's kind of why i'm still still on the train yeah and i think a lot of this probably i mean we'll we'll kind of get into today but um i know you were a d1 athlete so playing lacrosse that's obviously got a you're running around a lot but i think it's obviously a different type of running uh compared to then when you're starting to do these long distance and uh 
um, yeah, so I think I think there's there's probably magnitude of layers of like leading up to this one specific moment. Yep. But there was there was a quote that I had read. I think it was on your Instagram that really caught my attention because I I personally resonated with it so much. Which was, I'm reminded that I've loved what I love most about my relationship with running has been the impact it's had on my thoughts, the breakthroughs, the monotony, the injuries, and the sacrifices. How has running sharpened your mind? Because I feel like that has been one of the biggest benefits that I have found. Obviously there's a lot, you know, the physical aspect of it as well, but my mental, like my mental ability to attack challenges now is just so much different because of running. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I think I wrote that like pretty recently just cause as you know, as I go through this process, I'm always like reflecting every, every race, every like training block, um, just like how I got here, how my goals have changed, how my motives have changed and everything else in my life. And that's really the constant is like how it's impacted just the way I think. And I think like li our lives are so busy. There isn't a time where you can really like get outside and like just be, and I don't really meditate because I'm out there for an hour, hour and a half a day running. Mm -hmm. And I think I have those conversations with myself that are super helpful um, with like the rest of my life. Like I used to describe it to people being like, I'd literally do like mental checklists, be like, all right, what should I do with work? What should I do with relationships? Like, why do I feel shitty? Like, why do I feel great right now? And just mm -hmm. like use it as kind of a constructive um, time with yourself. Um, and that's kind of like what I mean by that. Like, yes, I'm very competitive with my running now and I'm very into the actual training aspect to it, but kind of like having that structure, having that time alone to reflect and to just kind of like work on yourself. You're always making, you know, like breakthroughs you wouldn't get while you're just like sitting in your, apartment or out with friends like you really kind of need to get into that that motion have the endorphins flowing where you're like oh like like i figure this out or you get closer to you know some result you know yeah has there been any specific break that you can give me an example of because i very much feel the same where it's like <laughs> it's so it's so easy to keep running on the constant wheel of life of like <laughs> You, you got work to do. Then you're going to like a friend's birthday party. Then you're uh, go traveling for a trip. Like it's weird how running provides a stillness for the mind to just attack the things that we sometimes will neglect to speak on or work through. Has there been any breakthrough that uh, stands out the most or that you've kind of noticed even the last couple months? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's funny. Like I used to get to a point, I don't even know if this is healthy or not, but I'd be like thinking about something that I really needed to get to a result or a decision to make. And I'd like go out for a jog to figure it out. I'd be like, all right, let me just like kind of get, get the wheels turning wow. 20, 30 minute shake and like think through these things. And I don't know, like I'm pretty, I would say I'm like naturally kind of introverted or like I used to be a lot, but like I had to do a lot of things that required me to get like my energy levels up and like make some like aggressive decisions that I wouldn't normally make, like just walking around. Um, mm -hmm. So something about that, like running and reflecting and like, I don't know, maybe it's cause I just felt so comfortable in that, like comfortable and confident that I just would always make, like I, I'd, I'd find a, re a resolution or a solution to anything work related, relationship related, um, like on the move. I've like, I've like wrote it before, like on Instagram and stuff, but you know, like nothing like too intense, but, um, it, it just has helped me with my thought process. That's respectable. I, I haven't 
have that uh, inner like ability yet to just go like, let me just go run and think it through. Usually I'll go out on the run. and I just like see whatever just pops in my mind. And usually yeah. it's something that's whatever, re- that what it, whatever is relevant in my life at that moment in time, that's usually what I'm like battling through. But uh, I love that that's become just that outlet for you to just like, all right, this, I need to figure this out. So let's go run and see. Yeah. yeah. So tell me kind of what the backstory was to how you initially got into running because I came across, I know that your father had suffered a heart attack, I think in 2017, but I think up at that moment, you were already pretty passionate about running. Was that moment kind of like the inspiration to take it even farther? Because you could be an average runner, right? You could go out and run every day, run three to four or five miles and be happy. But was that a moment that inspired to go even bigger into the marathon running or how did it kind of grow into this passion that you have today? Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a turning. I, I, I would consider myself getting into running maybe like twice. I got, got into it. Um, the first time was out in San Francisco. I was living there working um, in finance at the time and working like East Coast hours, like 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I would just like run in the afternoon, like sitting at a desk all day. It was like, I just got to get outside. So it was like kind of like liberating. I'd run to like new areas of the city, whatever started just like running a little bit longer, decided to sign up for a marathon. So I think I hit like a eight miler, or 10 miler. And I was like, all right, like if I'm going to ever do a marathon, it's right now. <laughs> um, I ended up getting like really hurt though. I like, I herniated two discs in my back. It was just like a really painful few months. So I actually like, I swam for like a month straight leading up to that marathon. Um, but I ran Napa in like three hours, 20 minutes. And I was like, all right, like, you know, I'm done with marathons. That was cool. But like, I'm good. Um, and then a year later, um, I was running a little bit again, kind of body felt good. I was healthy and I was back in New York and I was moving into my old apartment, like around the block from here. And my dad, yeah, my dad had like a sudden cardiac arrest and I ran to the gym, um, next door. We're actually like do a run club now, dog pound and grab their defibrillator and like kind of long story short, but my dad, like we'd saved my dad's life, me and my mom and like a neighbor. And at that time, um, as I said, I was like running a little bit and my sister was like, Hey, why don't you run like New York city marathon for like the American heart association? Like kind of how, like what you're doing now for a charity, someone close to you. And I was like, right. Like, okay. So I emailed them that day. Someone had gotten injured and dropped out. So they were like, yeah, like you have a bib. And it was like, it was pretty close to the marathon. It was like maybe August, September. So I had a few months to train and I ended up running a 255, which is a Boston qualifier. <laughs> but so on it, that's like kind of an important part of the story because honestly, that New York marathon, I was like, okay, this will be the last marathon I run. Um, but at that point, everyone was like, okay, now you have to like run Boston. I was like, dang. <laughs> and so I saw, so you know how Boston's on like a two year lag once you qualify. So I signed up for Jersey marathon in April of that year so that I could like train through the winter and get like used to it. Yeah. Um, which sounds kind of crazy, but like I chopped another like 15 minutes off of that and then like ran Philly and, uh, and chopped more time off. And that was kind of the period where I really started enjoying it. And I like, I had left my job in finance. I had other things going on and, um, running was just like really like this spark in my life where I was like compet. I felt really competitive again. It was making me feel great, like mentally, physically. Um, so essentially just like kind of kept getting after it and got really, really into it. And that's, that's kind of the end wow. of that phase before like 
COVID and then Boston and now like where I'm at now with like the, the 231 in Houston and whatnot. So you almost want, I mean, it, it's kind of curious. I'm curious to hear your answer on this, but had you not qualified for Boston, do you think you just would have tossed the talent? To say, I, like, that was my I think about it all the time. I think about it a lot. And what the, the answer I come to is that I think any endurance sport would have found me. Like yeah. I would have started biking. I loved, I grew up swimming. Um, I think maybe I would have started running again because there really isn't truly anything like it for how much I, you know, I enjoy it. Mm. So like, I love that I physically push myself like multiple times a week. I love the way it makes me feel like you can't really find that elsewhere. Like I could truly say like running is a passion of mine. Like if I, you know, if I was super passionate about playing guitar, like maybe I would have found the guitar, but I, I think running would have, would have found me again. Um, who knows if it would be like the whole marathon circuit, but, um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I love what I love most about running is that there's a very low barrier to entry. All you need is a pair of running shoes and you can be anywhere in the world and you can find a way to get in the miles. Like obviously depending on where you are, is going to dictate the weather and the yeah. type of ground you're running on. But I, what I love most about it is, you know, if you're cycling, you kind of need, a, a solid place to ride and also you need a, a solid bike to ride on swimming you're going to need access to water but running is just man you have two you know a pair of shoes and an open open land to run like anybody can get in their miles so i love that anybody could really just choose today with a pair of shoes to say i want to start yeah. running and then take on their first mile and from there it can be yeah I, that I completely agree um because like a lot of people are like oh like why don't you get are, are you going to ever get into the triathlon and i'm like i love the simplicity of running like, yeah. I like that. Like the, the numbers don't lie. It's you versus yourself. Like just get up, put the shoes on and get out the door. Cause every time you essentially get out the door, you're getting, you know, closer to this, this person that you can be just like physically yeah. and mentally. Um, and then you bring in like biking and swimming and then it's like, there's too much. And I, I like, I like having what for, for some, and you get this, like kind of jumping around different interests and freelancing or whatnot, having something that's just like, easy and like yeah. something you could do every day is almost like pretty soothing yeah it's rewarding it's it's it yeah. really has become like a therapy where i know how far i'm supposed to run get out there and run and that's it yeah. i don't need to go travel anywhere it's just like a nice little easy checkbox i don't have to pay a trainer i'm not yeah. relying on somebody else to show up so that we can play one-on-one -on -one basketball like it's just me my time and that's it and it's, yeah. it's just been such a blessing when the when that incident happened with your father i'm curious like how, how does that change your perspective? Are you somebody that is already very woke pr prior to that to then now like that's going to, you know, in those first couple months after, I'm sure it's like this kind of realization of like, wow, my father could have died and it might have changed you the way you thought about yourself yeah. and the direction you're headed. Like how did that start to change your perspective? Yeah, um, I could look at it and see it definitely as like a catalyst for a lot of bigger changes that I made at that time. And yeah, like you said it, like it kind of puts things into just perspective, honestly, like in a way, like my dad worked in finance. I ended up working in finance. A lot of my friends did. And I, towards the end of that stint, I was there for like five, six years. Um, was just like kind of falling out of love with it, kind of like looking for the next thing. And I was like super passionate about like fitness, fashion, like health. I just like didn't know how to get, to the next step. Um, so this was kind of a situation where I was like, honestly, like if, if it, and I know it wasn't my life, but if someone's 
that's that close to me's life can get taken so quickly and like so easily. Like I just want to be, you know, happy chasing something that I'm like passionate about that like lights, Mm -hmm. lights my soul on fire kind of thing. Um, and I was just like kind of done sitting at a desk, just like soul crushing, just like nitty gritty (laughs) stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm still very much in like the exploration side of the whole fitness running, um, health and wellness, um, world, but this kind of helped me take that jump. Yeah, or else, but, but but even then, your jump from J.P. Morgan to now working with one of the top modeling agencies in the world how how did you navigate that? Because I, I mean, I don't really know a lot of people. Most people <laughs> leave one job and then go to a different industry and go yeah. to that job. But like you said, nah, I'm I'm gonna be working with top brands. I'm gonna be on the magazine covers. Yeah. Like my DMs were firing off. I saw <laughs> that when I they saw the podcast with you coming out. They're like. Can you can you put me in touch with him? I said, slide through the DMs. DMs are open. DMs are open. But how did you navigate going from JP Morgan to modeling? That's a big shift. Yeah, man. Um, and honestly, as I said, like I was kind of looking for an out. Um, wasn't really sure what to do. I actually took the GMAT and I was like trying to go to business school, but I only applied to one fashion program and I didn't end up getting in. And at that point, I was like, okay, like what's next? Someone had approached me to get into like modeling. I was running and then I did like a couple like test shoots, like running and fitness related. And Wilhelmina was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, honestly, breaking that news to like my friends was the hardest part about it. Cause I was like, guys, really? like I'm jumping into this. Like it's like, it's going to get weird. Um, and I mean that just like from, from like a, a funny perspective, they're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I started, I started doing some like modeling and it was really just like a get out of the comfort zone moment. Um, cause I wasn't really sure what I could do after. So I was like looking for like a brand marketing role at like, you know, some of these bigger like athletic brands, um, which didn't really pan out cause I didn't quite have the experience. Um, so it was always like, it was something that I could use to pivot my network from finance to kind of the fitness and fashion world, which now when I look back on it, it actually like, like that very much did its job. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've met a ton of cool people. I've worked with a lot of cool brands. I've had some opportunities that I would have never thought of. Um, So it's, it's been a cool like experience to jump from, from that to that. I truly feel like I had like a totally different life, Um, especially now that it's been like, I don't know, three and a half, three years of this. So, um, and those three years have had like immense growth. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know many people either that probably have jumped from, from like wall street to modeling. I know, um, there's like, I know, man, it's just like, I'm very, so- I'm very, I'm very into new experiences. And this, that was like the biggest one really that I had to kind of wrap my head around. Um, and then like, as I said, like was running a lot through that. So running kind of became my, my little niche in the, in the world. And, uh, and then the coaching came later. Yeah. It's, it really is such a great example of like, you have been able to find a way to blend the passion of running and like healthy lifestyle into your career, which I think gives people, if they're listening, like the confidence to like make that change because, 
even when you were with JP Morgan, I can't imagine you, there was had to have been a period of time where like internally, you know, this is not meant for me, but I don't know what that next chapter is. And so navigating that at the time before you knew that the modeling was the thing, it's, it's nerve wracking because you just don't know what the plan is. Like you're five years in, this is supposed to be your career. This is supposed to be the route you're following. And now you're like, I don't want to do this, but I don't know what that next step is. So to see it now, I think it's a, just a really great example that like, one, you can make a change at any moment in time, but two, you can very well find a way to get niche on the thing that you're really passionate about and hopefully trying to find a way to make a living while doing it. Yeah, that's right on. What what inspired you to want to do the coaching? From my yeah. from 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 uh, uh from one of your uh, clients, I can speak uh, has been so incredible. I know I mentioned this right before we jumped in the podcast, but like prior to this third marathon training for Boston, like. LA and then uh, Bear Performance Nutrition Marathon in Austin was just me winging it. I had watched a lot of Nick Bear content on YouTube. Yep. That felt like my trainer from afar. I learned the stretching, the calories, and a lot of good gems. But then I was like, I really want to like push myself with this third marathon. And so working with you has been so easy because it's like, here's the app. I know exactly what I'm supposed to run. Tom's got me dialed in. I show up. I I do what I need to do today, and then tomorrow I'll worry about those miles. So it's been a pleasure having you as a coach. Why did you want to get into coaching in the first place? I appreciate that, by the way. Um, so, kind of the timeline of it was obviously I went from like that 320 in Napa down to like a 237 by myself. So there was like a lot of trial and error with all these like different training tactics. I had a good you know, mental mindset to get there, like was competitive with myself and figured out all these like nuances of like nutrition and training strategies, whatever, whatever. Um, I was approached by VDOT, this, this platform, and they mm -hmm. wanted to um, link me up with a coach. So I have a coach and mm -hmm. he's like, and he's like a badass, like, pro he's an ultra marathoner so he's just like differently you think i run a lot like this guy's like <laughs> his his morning jog is like through the whole grand canyon and he's like he's the man and it's been like super helpful so he actually coached me for like i ran a 50 miler in uh over covid for american heart association again so like i did a fundraiser for them again but he coached me to for that and then boston and then houston and he's still my coach but that process convinced me to do it because I was like, listen, like this guy knows more than me. He's going to like, I want his process so I could just not think about it anymore. Um, so he's, mm. he's teaching me a lot about just like the ins and outs. Um, and just like personally, I just like feel like he's holding me accountable. Um, and it kind of helps you like dig into a certain element of, I guess, working hard where like you can make excuses. Um, yeah. So that's when I was like, all right, let me try this thing. So I started with like two or three of my buddies and I really enjoyed it. And that kind of just like broke the barrier. I was like, okay, a lot of people are finding value in what I have to say about running. Um, whether that's like getting faster, staying healthy, how to ch chop off time off like your easy jog. I just like grew this like wealth of knowledge that I just was having so many conversations about running with people that I decided to make just like make it formal. And so like three grew to five to like 10 and, you know, I have people training for Boston, people just like finishing like a 5k, 10k, um, kind of like the skill levels across the board. 
And for me personally, it's just been like a really good, you know, experiment turned source of income. Honestly, like, as we said, like turning a passion into an idea to like actually make it work. Um, if you told me at JP Morgan, like you're going to coach, you know, 20 runners, like I'd be like, I don't even know how how am I going to do that? (laughs) You know? So you got to just like take a leap. You got to just like take a step and figure it out. Um, so you know, the two runners turn into five, 10 word of mouth, blah, 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 blah. People are like getting new PRs all the time. They love the experience. Like I love having a coach. They like having a coach. Um, so yeah, it's kind of where I'm at now. So cool. That's so cool to hear. Like, uh, it just kind of happens. It it, it wasn't something you like intended for, but it kind of just naturally happened. Do you ever see yourself going further than America? Like more ultras? I know you did the 50 hour, but what's your, what's your thought on anything? Yeah, honestly, I, I think the, the marathon circuit, which I'll call it like chasing like a PR every time is a good way to like stay as like to take your term, like dialed in. Like if I, I, if I want to get faster, I have to do some, like, I have to do some shit to get there. You know, it doesn't come easy after you, after the first like two, three, four years. Um, so like I'm working my ass off on the track and long runs and all that stuff. Um, I think you get to a point where you're like, okay, like I might not get faster. And if I want to get faster, I have to make even like massive sacrifices that probably don't even make sense anymore. So Mm. I do, I do have the idea to, um, to do some longer races, but like my 50 miler, I ran around Manhattan, which is 32 miles. And then I ran through central park and like, I actually made a heart in the map. But like, if I were to do 50 miles again, like it's not going to be here. Like it's going to be in like, you know, Patagonia or somewhere that you could like, (laughs) you could really like be in an environment. Like you see the, you think of ultra running, you think of like people in like the Alps and stuff like running in the, like the sky runners, they call it. Like that's something that intrigues me. Um, training for that kind of stuff is like pretty time consuming and whatnot. So, Mm. um, I'm not, I wouldn't say no, but training for that and the steps to get there is something that I just kind of have to take and like, quote unquote in stride, like, you know, see where this whole thing goes. That's what, that's the biggest thing is the commitment is like, are you willing to put out the time? I mean, just to train for a marathon in of itself is a good amount of time, but you start increasing to these 50 mile, hundred miles. You're, I mean, your average run is probably hour and a half, two hours a day oh, yeah. a week. And then you probably have something a lot longer on the weekend. So at the end of the day, you got to be just aware enough to go, what do, what am I willing to sacrifice and do I really want to push? Yeah. And I think the marathon circuit is a perfect spot. You're probably what, 29, 30. Right yeah. Now? All right. Oh, this is like, this is like a perfect <laughs> medium. Like I, I don't think you necessarily just now want to be sent yeah. to the 50 hundred just yet, but I mean, everyone's different. So I mean, I respect yeah. it, even if that was something you wanted to do. Yeah, I, 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 cher- about- I cherish yeah. where I'm at, honestly. And I think that's, that's, a, great. that's like something I preach to people that I'm coaching. I'm like, just understand where you are. Like consistency will make you more fit. If you just keep staying motivated, keep getting out the door, stay healthy, just appreciate where you're at. Cause at some point, these like easy three mile days, if you want to get faster, they're going to be like eight mile days. And then like you're running for an hour a day and then you're like, then you might fall out of love with it. So yeah. 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 I I try to remind myself that healthy living and like a fitness lifestyle is a lifestyle. It's not something that just, it's like, I'm going to decide today and in six months I'm going to have the result and I'm good for my life. Like it is a constant choice of decisions every single day. And you know, you're going to cheat, you're going to have some fun here and there, but you want to average out that the majority of the time you're making those right 
like hydration decisions, uh, dieting decisions, limiting alcohol consumption, like all those like small decisions that you could easily just like, ah, it's not fun today. It's going to hurt. And that's definitely something that I've been very aware of. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the biggest things with, with training for something you're running so much that you have to figure, like you have no choice, but to figure out diet, you know, some sacrifices, drinking water, limiting, like Mm -hmm. drinking beers, um, because it's the small, it's the small habits that get you into a good routine, which will make you keep doing it, honestly. And that's the biggest thing is like, you could tell someone to run for eight weeks and they could do it. It's like an eight week challenge, whatever. But if you want to make it a lifestyle, you have to build a framework to make it sustainable. Um, and I think that takes time just like mentally actually doing it. Um, and then it becomes like, yeah, second nature and you're on your way to, you know, a better version of yourself. Quick break from today's episode and then we'll get right back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by the greatest hydration band in all the land, Liquid IV. If you head over to liquidiv.com, use my promo code TheBeardedMan to get you 25% off every single order. I live and breathe by Liquid IV. If you're watching right now, I have both the tangerine and the grape flavor right here that you can see. Uh, Two of my favorite flavors, one of, if not the most crucial products that I use in my day-to-day life, whether I'm hungover, whether I just got in a great workout, whether I need to clear my mind for the day ahead of me, this product is the game changer. This is what helps me reach my inner potential. And there's no question about it. I use it on a daily basis. I've been using this product for close to three years now, and uh, I'm just the biggest fan of it. Um, so when your body is you know, feeling run down it's, or extremely dehydrated, this is what you're going to need. Just one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times more faster and more efficient than water alone. We are all about efficiency. One of these is equivalent two times faster and more efficient than water alone. I mean, come on. It's just no brainer. And one stick of liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients, non-GMO free from gluten, dairy, and soy. It is just truly a a no-brainer. So if you want to help feel your best self, if you want to be more hydrated, if you want to feel more alert in your day because you are more hydrated, hydrated, excuse me, head over to liquidiv.com. Use my promo code THEBEARDEMAN, all one word. That's 25% off every order. Once again, that is liquidiv.com, thebeardedman, all one word, 25% off every order. You're not going to be disappointed. I recommend grape, tangerine, and watermelon, but you know what? There's a lot of other flavors. So try out the ones that interest you the most and you're going to enjoy it. Back to today's episode. What other decisions are you making when you're not running that are allowing you to continually improve? Whether it's you mentioned yeah. dieting, hydration, uh, it can be just the apparel that yeah. you're wearing. It's recovery. Like, what other s- small decisions are you making that are making that are making a difference in your quality of run? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a big thing. I think diet is honestly a pretty big thing. Um, just like eliminating anything that's going to cause you distress or lose sleep. Like, sleep is massive. That's one that I really mm. took um, advantage of now that I'm not really working a, a corporate job. Um, because I was like doing the five, six hour thing. And it's just like, it's not healthy. It's not sustainable. Um, especially if you run as much as I do, like 60 up to 90 miles a week, like sleep is like, you need to get that nine and nine is a lot. Nine nine sounds ridiculous, but like your body's only really going to recover when you're sleeping. So sleep is something I really focus on. Um, always just like drinking water, uh, I think it was just like a subconscious thing. Like, is this going to help or hurt? And like, 
your day is made up with a ton of those. Like, is this going to help or hurt? Mm-hmm. And you're like, just try to eliminate the things that are going to take away from, from getting you to recover faster, um, sleep better, uh, feel better when you're just actually running. Um, but yeah. And to keep in mind, like I also like hang out, I, I'd still drink and stuff. So I think people are usually pretty shocked by that as well. Yeah. It's just it's a balance. balance. You just pick your pockets of, of when you, when you're enjoying yourself and knowing that, um, that's like the biggest thing for me is knowing like I can live in balance. I just can't allow myself to overconsume. Yeah. People always at people have been asking me the last, uh, couple of months, especially cause I've pretty much did my first, I did my first marathon in November. Second one was in January. Now the third one will be in April. So it's been a nice little like six yeah, months span, but you know, why, why they go, why do you run? And I go, honestly, I not only do I love the sport and how much it mentally, physically, spiritually has helped me, but it's putting guardrails yeah. on my life <laughs> because if I didn't have these guardrails, I would be cranking up the heat every yeah. weekend and making bad decisions that I know I would yeah. be hurting because of it. So Keeps you honest. that's to me, it keeps you honest and it allows you to pick your pockets of when you can have fun, but then knowing like, all right, I can have fun this Friday night, but two days from now, I'm, I'm going to be out running 18 yeah. miles. So I need to make good decisions from Saturday morning yeah. until then. And it's, it's just like, it has allowed me to really step into like a better mindset and better decision. Yeah, that's totally it. I completely agree. Yeah. What, uh, I'm sure you probably get people that DM you, um, about this or you've gotten hit up about it before, but you have somebody that's like, I want to get into running, but I don't know where to start. How do you approach that? Cause it can be very overwhelming yeah. for somebody that is maybe completely out of shape is very interested in it or just is intimidated. Like they see you run yeah. 10 miles on a casual Thursday. They're like, I can't even run down. Right, my right, street. Right. How am I going to get yeah. to 10 miles? No, I, I, I get a lot of those. Um, and you know, from people with all different backgrounds and that's why coaching is really helped because I could really understand your situation. I look at your runs all the time. I know what you're like your goals. It, it is actually pretty tough when like a stranger is like, Hey, how do I get faster? I'm like, I kind of need to know some other things, but just, broad broadly speaking um and it sounds like too easy to say but like just take the first step honestly and i think the hardest part like people are like yeah i want to get started but how do i get started um is honestly just like easing into it and that's with with your body mentally um like someone that can't run one mile like start with two minute jog walk for two minutes like drop, drop the ego, drop all expectations, do net, do net, like never compare yourself to anyone. Like don't ever do that. Cause you'll either feel shitty about it or you're like, why would I run? I can't even make it to a mile. Um, just think about your own process. Um, and just take it in bite sizes. Like if you're not getting out at all, go out one day a week and go for like 10 minutes. If you, can't do 10 minutes, do four minutes, walk, and then do another four minutes. Um, I think just keeping people on schedule is also hard. Like I could do that for someone if they're like, Hey, I want to be able to run three miles without stopping. I could give you a 10 week plan of like, we'll get you to that point with walking breaks and whatnot. Um, it's, it's for people that just like, you know, really want it. I think like if you want it, get organized and figure out a system that you can actually you could absorb because it, it shouldn't kill you every day. Like everything you with running, everything should be pretty manageable. So make it one day a week yeah. next week, make it two days a week, sit at two days a week for like three weeks and then just like ease into it. And that's the biggest yeah. thing. I will say the, 
one of the biggest learnings I'm having in real time is mo and I, when I didn't know anything of what I know now know about running is in order to speed up, you actually Completely. have to slow down. And I think most people just assume that like, and I was ignorant too, thinking this going to my second marathon, uh, maybe the first, just the first one, not the second one, but I just assume that I need to be consistently running faster every time I go out on a run to then speed up when in reality, yeah, that's just it's not just, the case. It, and that's, that's kind of, so there's beginner and then there's the people that are running. And I think getting those people to figure out like how to get more fit quickly is something that I could actually really add value to because you, if you keep running at the same pace, same distance, like you might get to point from point A to point B, but it might take you like a certain amount of time. I could put in a system that makes it just like more efficient, but also better for your body for recovery and whatnot. So like, if you know with you, like if you're running the same pace all the time and you're just adding mileage, like that's what a pretty much a typical person thinks is how you run more is by doing just like miles, 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 but you actually <laughs> got to break it down where like some days are really hard and some are easy. And by separating that is how you get fit because you're the lower easy days are for like the active recovery, the endurance. Um, they shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be like dying out of breath. And then there's the really hard days where the, it's the intervals, the mile repeats, you know, like really testing your body and testing like your heart rate. So it's like not to get too runner geeky, but it's like aerobic and anaerobic. And those together make you just like a more, you know, quote unquote, like better runner. Um, so I think a lot of people are just out there like running the same route, which is totally cool. Like same route, same pace, same mileage. Like that's, that's all good stuff. I did that for a year or two. Um, but it's like the people that want to actually see progress might have to kind of dabble into a more structured training of, you know, intervals and an easy volume. Yeah, those <laughs> have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I had I had yeah. no experience running intervals, and when I started doing those with you, man, it's, I was, I was yeah. I mean, that's the stuff that moves the needle, though. It's crazy. Like you do two months yeah. of that stuff, whether it's thirty, forty-five seconds, or up to three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. Like that stuff is gonna. That's where you get you know really really in shape. That's, and that's been the amazing thing, speaking from personal experience. At this point, I think we're pretty much like two months into working with you and the program. But every week, I could even just doing sometimes it would be one, it would only be one session a week. I'm like, how, how is this going to yeah. actually improve me for the next week's session? And the time would sometimes double, the speed would drop from a 730 minute mile to now a 655. And I'm like, They're, <laughs> I'm about to get cooked. But I could feel the difference because of the pre, the pre, the prior yeah. week's training. Even if it was just one session or maybe two, I then was able to feel the difference as I'm running. I'm like, I, this is yeah. easier than it was last week. And I'm now even, I'm able to do this for a longer period of time. So even just yeah. a small it's, decisions. It's, it's pretty like shocking. Yeah, it's pretty how shocking how your body can adapt to things week over week. And that's also another thing like you kind of brought up. Like it's just like trusting, trusting the program, trusting the training, trusting the process. Like, look at your schedule, do the workout and just like eliminate the, the second guessing and you'll be getting to a better place. Um, like even the, like I do that too. Like I'll see a workout and I'm like, you know, not really thinking like, Oh, is this going to get me fit? I'm just like, just do it, just do it. And, and don't look back. Yeah, trust <laughs> the process. Don't, don't, don't question the decisions of what your, your coach is telling you to do. What's a, uh, 
What's a, what's a lesson you've learned from running or marathon running that you've translated into your life? Is there anything specific? Huh? I mean, I always take like little nuggets that I can easily translate into, uh, and I really found out like, as I started running more, I was like, Oh, this kind of relates to life when like, you know, people say like, Oh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, like take everything like in stride, like that kind of stuff. Um, huh. It might be like, like preparation, honestly. Um, Mm. and just like always being like always staying on top of it maybe because you know, I do a lot. I don't really go off of training. I've just like kind of been training, training, training and it feels good and I'm making breakthroughs like that. So like in real life, like, um, yeah, you just want to be like prepared for, for things. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's more, I don't know, man. It's like, it's actually confusing now that I think about it. I don't know. No, I agree with you though. And that's something with, I think we were even talking about before we even started the podcast where so much of marathon training, the 99% yeah. of it is done in the training. Like you had said, like by the time Boston marathon comes, yeah, this is it. Like you're, it's, this is the, this is the moment, but everything that you've done prior leading up to these three months have built you to the moment where it's like, at that point, yeah. just enjoy the ride, enjoy the run of it because you've done the work to yeah. get you to that point. <laughs> I'm ready though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm freaking ready though. I actually love that was a, I think that was a tagline that's on your coaching page, which was yeah. love the process. And I think that's like just so crucial to not even running, but just like the journey of life of like figuring things out when you don't know the direction you're supposed to be going is like truly finding love yeah. in the day to day of trying to navigate it and trusting that at some point these decisions are going to make sense or uh, you're going to end up where you thought you should be. And it's, it's just that navigation of trying to yeah, get there. Sometimes I, I, be frustrating. And I put that there because that's something I like truly believe in because as I started running, like you don't really understand, like, as we just said, like the small workouts that you don't really know they're doing anything or running in the rain. You're like, this is a waste of time. Like all those things kind of just like callous your mind and your body and make you a little bit more resilient. Um, and I'd say that honestly, back to your other question about how to, how to translate running into like, you know, your real life. And I think it's just like the mental resilience, mm -hmm. um, and like pushing through, um, like silencing the doubts, silencing the negative thoughts and all that stuff. Um, what, what was your question? Like, uh, well, it was just, it was just commenting on like the process of just enjoying it from, you know, yeah, yeah, enjoying yeah. the day to day so, of so like, getting from A to B. And when I think of loving the process, like it's easy for me because I honestly, I like running and it's like easy for me yeah. to do the small things because I'm like, I need this to help. Like I need this to recover. Um, and I think when I, when I eat, like whenever I even write things on Instagram, I'm like, all right, like think about this, like someone that doesn't like running, like make some, like you better say something that's relatable to people if they're not able to run five miles. So I think a lot of people will be like, all right, so how do I fall in love with running? And I think that's the hardest part to really um, grasp onto because as we discussed, like I didn't love, love running for like two years. I just like kind of did it. Like it made me feel good and stuff, but I wasn't like, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't make it my life. Um, so I think for people to find enjoyment in it, um, and it could be a little struggle. I think that's good for, for like just your well being. But, um, I think people trying to find the enjoyment in it is like the most 
um, clutch like X factor, honestly, because that's what's going to keep you doing it. You know, so if it's like the long runs, um, the really easy runs, if you like those, then keep doing it until like, you know, you feel comfortable to move on. Or if you like going to Barry's or, you know, other run clubs, or you like running with people versus running alone, like do what you really like to do. If you know you're going to keep doing it, if that makes sense, like, like we're adults essentially. So like, you're only going to do things that you enjoy, right? Like to some extent with your free time is what I'm saying. Totally. I would also, I would also challenge people to put like a, I don't know what the time frame would be, but like almost giving yourself like for three months, I'm going to consistently show up for three to four days a week of running. And at three months in, I will, I will see if I actually enjoy this because when the pandemic yeah. hit, that's how I got into running. And I could barely wow. run a mile. And I just said, you just got to keep doing it because it's going to get you outside. Then I got to two miles, but like I can vividly remember those first couple of days of getting back into running and I was huffing and puffing. March of 2020, I was not happy with how I was feeling when I get back. But I just said like, just keep doing this because you need to get outside. It's the only thing right. you can validly get outside for right now in California. So just keep running. And Sure enough, you know, one mile to two, two to three, three to four. And then once I started to hit seven, it was like a light bulb of, yeah, I could do yep. 10, 10. Then I'm like, I could do 12. And now once I started to get that threshold, I was like, I could definitely train for a marathon. So I think the real thing is like just giving yourself a little bit of runway to fall in love with it because you're not going to yeah. enjoy it. When and you I think that's started. a concept that is very important to grasp. Um, and I think as a coach, yeah. Um, I could do a little bit of like staying on top of someone, you know, hold them accountable. Most people aren't coming to me to fall in love with running. They're just kind of trying to get faster, or, like have some goal. Um, but if you are just like yeah. the, when it's like just the normal person that wants to either start running more, um, yeah, just, just bite off, you know, portions that you could, could swallow without getting bored, getting hurt. Just as you said, like do it for 10 minutes, three times a week for three weeks and then bump that up to 20 minutes. And then, you know, by that time you look back and you're like, wow, I can run three miles um, without taking a break. And those, those are kind of like those, those mental wins where you're like, okay, I keep going. You know, it's almost like a, it's a, it's a positive like feedback loop. And I still do that. Like, I'm like, when I PR in a marathon or I'm on the track and I'm running like these crazy workouts, I'm like, wow, like that's a small win. Like, keep going. Like this is going, this is going yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truly the and it like, it just like kind of keeps you distracted in a good way. It like kind of keeps, keeps the morale going. Totally. And I know you have the same taste in music, but I also think yep. you got to just find the right it's music so that gets big. the blood flowing because I got it's, club bangers going so on in my big. head for every run. And it's like unbelievable. People see me running sometimes on the weekend and I have like, I'm like yeah. running with a fist bump. Dude, I'm just I, like, could, I could truly say like it, when so. I was getting into running in San Francisco, like it was put in the headphones and just like go hang out. Like it was it was like, it was mm. hanging out with music in motion. Like I didn't care pace. I didn't really care distance. Yeah. It was, it was music, music, music. And I still am like so into it and like have all these playlists and stuff. Like I, I actually this half marathon this past weekend was the first time, maybe the second time I've ever run without headphones besides like alone, alone. Like when wow. I'm with friends, I don't listen to head, listen to music, but, um, it was the first like race. I went no headphones. 
different experience, different experience. What, what was, what was the deciding factor for that? It's tough. The half marathon, I was like, I'll get through it. You know, it's like, hopefully there's enough crowd support that I'll just be like occupied and I'll use that as my energy. But dude, it's tough. Like if you really, really enjoy listening to music when you run, like I think it helps. Like I think it adds a a value of excitement and people say like, Oh, I get bored. I'm like, well, you're listening to like an audio book. Like, why don't you throw on some like good beats and like, <laughs> like get the vibes going, you know? Yeah. What do you, it's interesting though. Cause I feel like the true, like OG runners, Nick bear, David, Goggins, no these way. Guys don't run with no way. Anymore. And like, even the people that, Savages. um, and I still kind of see myself as like an outside of the running community, but like hardcore runners, like no way headphones. And I just, they just like maybe because they either like high school track or, or they ran in college, like you're not going to listen to headphones with a team. So maybe you just like get used to it a lot. Some of it I think is like getting overly excited and like losing like your natural rhythm and your heart rate and stuff. But I'm like, dude, let's throw on like a Lenium, you know, like let's get <laughs> weird and let's just like absolutely get after it. I'm still about that. Like, even my friends know they'll see me out there running and I'll yeah. be like, nah, this is like, this is me time. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. I'm, I'm with you though. I need, I need the music that keeps me going. There was uh there was one question that I had gotten submitted that I yeah. definitely wanted to chat about today. Uh, there was a, there was a bunch, but this one, I, I, it caught my attention. I think we, we kind of glazed over, but just at a high level, uh, Alexandra asked tips for when you feel like your progress and speed has plateaued. Got it. Maxed out. Um, so that's interesting because it's not like she's getting hurt, right? So she's just like plateauing. Um, so it's back to kind of like what we were saying of either try to bump up your mileage because more mileage helps leg strength, which trickles down to faster running. You're able to pack on more like speed workouts, but that's really it is like, is toggling between like the 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 middle distance, middle pace, going to high intensity days and low intensity days. Cause like those things together are going to be the bread and butter of like getting faster. Mm. But you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with, with that stuff. Um, like I think I put out a video of like how to, you know, how to get faster, but how to stay, um, healthy because once you add like, once you add miles, you can't really add speed or you can't, you know, add hills. Like you've got to be super careful with adding, I'll bucket those into intensity because your body is so sensitive. It's happened to me. Like I learned the hard way, like three different times I added too much, you know, too much hills, too much speed, too much mileage too soon. And your something acts up like no one's bulletproof when it comes to running. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's easing into it if you want to run more. And that's like, that's something I do as a coach. Like if you're running 15 miles, you bump up to 20 or you stay at 15 and you just do like some intervals instead. So it depends like their goals and stuff. But for Alexandra, I'd say, you know, maybe think about going high intensity and low intensity days instead of just like a middle range. Cause that's normally how you break a plateau. Yeah. I like your comment though, about being very cautious about when you're ramping these up, because <clears throat> even after the first interval training session, I'd never done one before until I, we started working. I got back and I luckily lived with two previous D1 athletes 
Um, and I was like, dude, like my knee is like so rocked right now. Like, and maybe they're like, yeah. what did you do for like a pre warm up stretch? And I walked them through and it was not, I should have done more yeah. like active yep. movement instead of like static r- stretches. And so immediately changed that boom, never had a problem ever since. So I think what you're saying though, is so true of like, just be mindful and very slow about making these changes because if you don't, your body's going to feel it and it's going to put you out for longer than yeah. you had just taken the 10 yep. minutes to really stretch yourself yeah, that, or make sure that you're that's the biggest thing. making the bad decision. Yeah. Recovery and making sure you don't the name, the name of the game. Very crucial when it comes to running. The name of the game. Tom, we're going to get into the final five. These are the last five questions. Just one sentence answer if possible. Uh, if you need a, a little bit more longer, you can feel free to, to keep going. Uh, question number one, how can people learn to give themselves permission to follow their interests and their ideas? I think, and you're, you're saying from the perspective, like you're in, you're in a fitness, but you're working in fashion kind of thing. It could be just, uh, these, these final five, you can either uh, speak in context to fitness or you can speak more. These are more like a high level question of like, um, you know, there's somebody out there that has like an inner interest, whether it's fitness, whether it's starting a podcast, whatever it might be, but they haven't, they haven't given themselves that permission. So how, yeah. and you can speak from your own personal experience. How have you learned to give yourself permission to follow? Yeah. Different um, I think it's be, just like, have. just be curious and actually act on the curiosity. Um, so like if you're into running, you know, read about running, follow some, some runners on Instagram. Like obviously you learn a lot about following these guys that are doing it for a living um, get, talk to as many people in that particular space as possible. You'd be shocked to find out like how easily people can get in touch with whoever these days. So kind of just be curious and, yeah. and act yeah. on it. It's great. It's great. Question number two, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point of your life, what would it be in one? That's a heavy hitter. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. man, I got to go with just like, just keep going. Um, and I say that still every day, honestly. Um, I've, mm. is there a specific moment that you can like immediately pop to your mind and you would tell yourself that? Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about the coaching thing. I was very iffy on jumping back, jumping into it. I was like, I don't know if a coach is really the the type of person I can be, but I had a wealth of knowledge and I liked talking to people about it. So yeah, I mean, I'd say go for it. Happened. Wow. It's great. It's great. Question number three, what's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? (sighs) Hmm. Um, I'd say I get caught up in a lot of my own world. Cause like, as you know, if, the, if you're kind of breaking ground, figuring stuff out, you have to do a lot of, um, you have to a lot of make like a lot of selfish decisions and whether that's sacrificing yeah. time, sacrificing, spending time with people that you should be spending more time with. Um, so yeah, maybe be like less less selfish with my time and energy and you know, maybe think 
I don't know, could probably do a better job of like really, but I, I find it fun to be curious with all of this stuff. So if you can really finalize some end goals too, yeah. like be better about making an end goal and mapping out how you're going to get there. So that's kind of two, two little things there. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. It really is when you're trying to build anything that is on its own and it's a machine and it's a brand, it's, it takes a lot of effort and energy and, I for sure have uh, learned the hard way many of times of just like going way too internal and not taking time to exactly. pick my head up and look around and enjoy life a little bit. So I, I definitely, feel, I definitely feel you on that. Uh, fourth question. Uh, what's the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? I'm going to use running as like find a passion that's going to unlock, you know, your, your inner creativity, what keeps you, fired up what keeps you communicating with other people because truthfully like when i was doing the finance thing i had my friends and i had my day routine i had my ideas and my plans but i wasn't like wasn't jumping out in out of my comfort zone really so i think running really made me think differently about myself and just like other people around me and what i wanted to do um it's like as i said like you know, it made me think differently. It made me feel differently. It made me like jump into industries that I never thought I would. So, you know, if you have a passion, explore it. Um, and I think with that, you'll find people that'll bring the best out of, out of you. Yeah, it's great. Fifth and final question for you. Somebody's listened to the last 55, 56 minutes of this podcast. What is one challenge you have for the listener today after they wrap up listening to this podcast? Do, hmm. I, I don't even want to make it a running challenge because that's too easy. Not too, not too easy per se, but like <laughs> coming from me, obviously it'd be a running challenge. It's too on brand. Too on brand. Um, <laughs> try to, and I'm going to get back to this because I used to do it way better. Grab coffee with one person in an industry that you haven't, that you're interested in, but you haven't explored enough once a week. So link up with someone once a week, mm. forever, 15, 30 minutes, pick their brain. And, and that's kind of it. And I'll, I'm going to do it too. So if you do it, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one. And I will even add, even if it's not somebody, it doesn't even have to be an industry. I would say even I've been doing it recently where once a week I'll grab yeah. coffee with somebody that I know, but I don't really know. And it's just been like so refreshing and rewarding to t just take that time to like catch up, see where they're at with their life. And usually you learn something Absolutely. from it. So whether it's industry or just somebody you've always wanted to like Absolutely. get to better, it's just such a game changer. <laughs> Tom, you're a beast, man. I'm thankful that I found you through TikTok that led me to following you on Instagram that led me to following or then to working with you. Um, yeah. I know you had worked with Nick Dio before previously. He was somebody I hit up when he had did the New York City Marathon. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible time. How the hell I, did you do this? I who, forgot who, about who, that. Who did you, who trained you? And, and he had sent me your, he had sent me your info and I was like, all right, I'm going to hit this guy up at some point. But man, I just have uh, so much respect for you as like, uh, just as a human, like you're, you're doing it at a very high level in the sense of like, you're putting out great content around running. You're very intentional. Um, you're inspiring people to better themselves. It doesn't have to yeah. be just running. It could be their health and wellness and making better eating decisions or uh, helping them step into their best self by making healthy fitness workout decisions. Uh, I think it's 
what's even more interesting about your story after looking into it today or pre pre you know leading up to this and researching is like you went from one corporate job to now like living the life you live now which is two separate worlds and i think it just provides so much of an example of like what is possible if you're not happy with where you're at and just lastly it's just been such an honor to work with you as a coach and forever <laughs> going to be my coach if i continue to pursue this running career for who knows how much longer but I greatly appreciate you taking the time. Thank to you, man. I really appreciate you having me on here. This is, I, this is, you know, I don't have many conversations like this where I can kind of reflect on the whole process. And I think you, you kind of, you really do help put it yeah. all into perspective um, of what people, you know, like me and yourself are trying to do um, as far as like, you know, the overall mission and, and how you get there and the struggles and whatnot. But you're, you're killing the Boston training. That is yeah. one of one hell of a course. So it'll be an epic day. <laughs> um, I hope I, dude, I, yeah, this comes out on the day when people day. are hearing it. Um, I'm, hopefully the next time, you know, we really <laughs> kick it is, uh, is out in LA, man. That, that home gym setup you have is like, and it, dude, that's, that's what dreams are made of. Yeah. <laughs> no, believe me. I, I pinch myself every, every day that I go out there to work out. I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And it's been a, uh, a life hack yeah. that I never thought I would ever have in my life, but it has been very crucial. Um, yeah. Anytime in your life, definitely let me For know. Sure, and anytime I'm out in New York, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to hit you up. We'll get some miles in, but ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please screenshot this episode on whatever platform you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, whatever you name it, post it to your IG story, tag Tom. He's at Tom dot black. Tag him and then tag me at Bob A. That's B-O, three B's, four A's and Y. Share out the podcast and your IG story. Let us know what was the biggest takeaway. How did this episode change your perspective? Did you learn something about running you didn't know before? Uh, I'd be very curious to see and hear what you guys and gals learned. Also linked up in the description below, I will have Tom's TikTok if you want to follow him there. And also direct linked if you are curious or interested in wanting to work with him as a coach. <laughs> I can only speak from personal experience. It's been a pleasure. So if it's of interest to you, the link is in the description below for you to check out and maybe hit them up to have a conversation. Is there anywhere I else? I think that's all of listeners it. After this episode. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, just make sure you're looking up when you're seeing a running billboard. Cause it's, if, if it hasn't happened yet, you're going to be seeing Tom up there very soon. So just know that you heard him here first on the, uh, it's the beard of man podcast. So Tom, thanks for being on the show. And, uh, can't wait to see uh, these next couple miles that you get after in the next yeah, couple months. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, next? I know I'll talk to you before Boston, but you got I'm, I'm uh, really excited for you to just show out all the hard work. There's, there's no better place to do it than Boston. We're getting after, baby. <laughs> oh, we're cooking up the heat. I hope Boston's ready. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be coming in hot down <sighs> like when, uh, when this marathon ends, man. Can't wait. I can feel it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. It's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya.